I'm coming up on the 11th anniversary of being whisked away to the emergency room by Kathy and Jeff, where I almost died from septicemia. Every year, it hits me, and it's hitting me again now, and not in the way that one would think. I'm sitting here thinking about it. I don't seem to have any type of PTS about the occurrence. It happened. It turned out okay in a variety of ways. And it's over. Is that the way one thinks about a near-death experience? I mean, the only near-death experience I've had is my own. And yet, they say that when one has a near-death experience, they look at life in a whole new way. One to be lived to the extent of living to the fullest. That's not the way I look at life. Yes, I almost died. But the experience didn't translate for some reason in my mind that I got a second chance and it's my turn turn to experience everything that I could possibly experience. Now, with all that said, and now that I'm talking about it, who's to say how we are individually supposed to live our life to the fullest? Does it mean daredevil extremist activities traveling everywhere and anywhere or can it just mean living my life on my terms as boring as it may sound to others dealing with my anxiety the best I can on a daily basis and feeling content that I woke up the next day ready to do it all over again. Don't get me wrong, I like to travel and I want to do more of it now that we're coming out of the pandemic. 
into the endemic. And it's going to take me some time, not much more time, because I'm getting used to it, in doing more things, traveling, cruising, going out and seeing certain concerts or shows that really intrigue me. But in all honesty, living my life to the fullest is living it without a lot of drama, without a lot of pressure, without the need to feel like I need to do something. Did I get that from my near-death experience? I don't think so. That was a revelation I made with the pandemic happening. I can make my own decision about what I want to do when I want to do it. So that begs the question, has my near-death experience really made that big of an impact on my life? In all honesty, I'd have to say no. It hasn't. It happened. I got past it. I'm grateful to my dear friends Kathy and Jeff and the doctors at Kaiser who all got me through it to where I'm able to be where I am today. But that's it. And that's where I'm having my particular issue. Is it supposed to be something more? Or can I just let it be? what it is to me. I don't think that there's anything wrong with me in letting it just be the way that it is to me. Everybody interprets their own experiences and their own happenings in their own way. And I believe that is the way that I'm viewing my experiences. Otherwise, why would I do live to tell? There have been so many fucking things that have happened to me in my life that seem to be different than the way that other people have experienced their life. And in my mind, I just take it in stride. It's just another experience for me to share. And I realize that those who are listening to my podcasts have not experienced dynamics or situations the way that I have. Maybe that's the way that I look at my life. I've been blessed to experience so many different kinds of ways of experiencing life. You know what? I think that's the way that I'm going to internalize it. I'm fucking lucky to have experienced 
so much in my life to have learned so many lessons from these experiences in my life, not just for me, but so that I can share them and help other people. I tell my clients and I tell other people, as a therapist, I'm a wounded healer. And I I really believe that. I'm not the only wounded healer. There are so many more. But I've I've happened to go into this particular profession. And I've got a lot to share. And I share in a very therapeutic way with my clients. You know, it's interesting. Jason and I were talking last night. And he came over the other day to do something and it didn't turn out that he did the something that he came over to do but he rearranged my patio and did some stuff that made me happy and then all of a sudden he just left of course I was on the phone with a client so he was outside and when I talked to him last night I asked him about it and he said I knew you were on the phone with your client And I didn't want to intrude, so I just did what I did, and then I left. And I told him, it's okay for you to say something, not a whole dialogue, but to say something if I'm on the phone with a client, because that's the type of relationship I have with my clients. They know I'm a real person, just as they are. And there are things going on in my life, just as they are going on in their life. So if Jason were to say to me while I was on the phone talking with a client, is there anything you want me to do, or am I done here? I would very easily be able to say in a healthy way, based on the healthy bond I have with my clients. Client, hold on a second. Let me just answer Jason's question, and then I'll be back with you. That's the realness that I try to have with all of my clients. The same realness I try to have with anybody and everybody with whom I come into contact. Alexa, stop. That's what I want to be able to be, is real. And maybe with all these experiences that I'm talking about, to include the near-death experience, it's just part of me being real. It happened. I take away certain things but it's not going to stand in the way of me being with mine. Wow. Being there for others, be they clients or loved ones or family, is way more important to me than focusing on experiences like a near-death experience. 
I'm not quite sure I understand that last statement, but I'll think about it. And maybe I'll have more to say as I do think upon it. Y'all heard Alexa in the background doing her thing, which means I gotta go give Lulu her insulin shot. So, I've lived to tell till next time.